Today's scripture reading is from Gospel John, chapter 20, verse 19 through 28. Please rise for the gospel reading. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors were locked where the disciples were, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them and his hands, his side. Then disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I sent you. When he said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are on them, uh, forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are attained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, was one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told them, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger on the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks to be God. Good morning, church. Happy Pentecost Sunday. <laughs> so when I prepare my sermon today, actually today is the last Sunday of our sermon series titled Rising Strong. And I realized, realized that today is the Pentecost Sunday. And then I decided that maybe I can intervene with you to message and together. So here you are. <laughs> So in my previous sermon, we explored the powerful narrative of Peter's encounter with risen Jesus. And through that story, we witnessed how Jesus extended the forgiveness to Peter, healing from the pain of his previous denier and granting him a new beginning. And today, uh, we will delve into the accounts of the first and second appearances of the risen Jesus to his disciples. Through these stories, we will discover how Jesus empowered his disciples to rise strong, overcoming their fears and doubts. Would you join me in prayer? Holy Spirit, Come, come to this place. Open our hearts and minds to receive your wisdom and truth of your word. May your spirit guide our thoughts and inspire us to live out your teachings in our daily lives. In your name we pray, amen. As we saw the the highlight video earlier, last Sunday was a day that my dream came true. <laughs> Thank you. 
my 12 years journey to ordination has been completed. And finally, I was ordained as an elder in the United Methodist Church. It was a day filled with immense joy and praise. However, as I reflect on my journey leading up to my ordination, I must admit that it was not a smooth one. There were lots of bumps on the way and the moment of doubt and fear. My journey towards ordination began back in 2011 with a strong sense of confidence in my calling. However, as time went on and my path to ordination became prolonged, I experienced setback, including some un unsuccessful interviews with the Board of Ordained Ministry. Gradually, doubt and fear began to creep into my mind. And then that doubt and fear gradually erode my once unwavering confidence. So each time I heard the news, no, or sorry from the Board of Ordained Ministry, it felt like a message saying to me that you are not so suitable for this calling. You are not smart enough. You lack the necessary qualities to be a pastor. So doubts started to infiltrate my thoughts and cause me to question myself and also my calling. That lingering thought haunted me and filling me with fear as I prepared to face the Board of Ordained Ministry once more. You may be curious as to how I found the strength to uh, persevere in my ordained process despite of this doubt and fear. Well, let me tell you, it was not me. It was me who did it. But God, it was God who did it for me. Whenever I found myself in the moments of uncertainty and fear, God reached out to me through the scripture and through my support system, including my family, my colleagues, my college mentors, and my church family. Through their words, God continually assured me of his calling upon my life and urged me to have steadfast faith and press forward without fear. One of my mentors once shared with me that when the board say no, it doesn't necessarily mean that 
know forever, but only for this time. Her words were a source of encouragement and reminded me not to be discouraged, but keep pursuing my calling. However, to be honest, even during my last board meeting, my board interview, I still carried a sense of fear and uncertainty about the outcome. Yet God did not abandon me, but continued to send his people into my life providing the strength and support that I needed not to give up. And I remember the countless messages of support and encouragement that I received from you and from my colleagues and from my mentor and my family during, my, during and, and before the board interview. Your words played a significant role in giving me the assurance of my calling so that I was able to continue and finish my interview with hope. So thank you for your support and prayers. As a human beings, we all experience doubt and fear. We experience doubt and fear in our workplace, at school, in relationships, in our career, and even in our faith journey. Doubt and fear, whether big or small, have an, have an impact on our lives. Some say that doubt and fear act as prolonged forces robbing us of joy, confidence, and hope, leading us to worry, self-consciousness, and uncertainty. In my own experience, doubt and fear were very destructive. This may be why Jesus teaches us, stop doubting, do not fear. However, it is important to note that having doubt and fear is not always a bad thing. Why being stuck in doubt and fear can limit us or bring us shame, they can also create an opportunity for God to draw closer and reveal his grace to us. Through this, we can grow in our faith and rise above fear and doubt, becoming faithful disciples of Christ. This is what Jesus demonstrated in today's gospel lesson. In today's gospel lesson, we encounter two stories that demonstrate Jesus' transformative power over the fear and doubt of his disciples. The first story unfolds on the night of Jesus' resurrection. Prior to this event, 
Mary Magdalene had encountered the risen Christ in the garden. And after this account, Mary went to his disciples and shared the good news. I have seen the Lord, the risen Lord. However, it is interesting that today's lesson begins with the statement. On the, on the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders. What is happening here? Haven't they heard the news from Mary? Why were they still consumed by fear? I think this shows us their humanity. Even the disciples who had closely worked with Jesus were mere humans. They were fragile. They were broken, just like one of us. Hearing the Easter story, even if they believe it, it did not automatically eliminate their fear. When the disciples were unable to overcome their own fear, Jesus appeared to them. Not to scold or criticize their anxiety, but give them comfort by saying, peace be with you. He showed them his hands and side, the marks of his crucifixion and the resur resurrection to help them believe in his victory over death. And the scripture says that the disciples were filled with joy when they saw Jesus. And once again, Jesus said to them, peace be with you. And he continued, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. The gospel tells us that Jesus breathed on them and imparted the Holy Spirit to them. As I reflect on this, I am amazed by the thoughtfulness of our Lord Jesus Christ. He understood that their fear still lingered, and he didn't want them to be paralyzed by his appearance. So he promised them peace once again, serving as an antidote to their anxiety. And he imparted the Holy Spirit to empower them to rise above fear so that they could continue to serve God and um, complete their mission on earth. Now let us shift our focus to Thomas, who has often been labeled as Doubting Thomas. It is worth noting that despite his doubts, all it took was one personal encounter with the risen Christ for Thomas to believe. 
However, throughout history, he has been primarily remembered for his moment of doubt. But let me tell you, indeed, Thomas was a devoted and courageous disciple of Christ. His loyalty and willingness to sacrifice his life for Jesus were evident when he declared his readiness to his disciples. As Jesus prepared to go to Judea to, rise, to raise the Lazarus from death. Thomas said to uh, the other disciples, let us also go that we may die with Jesus. Given Thomas' deep love, deep love and attachment to Jesus, it is conceivable that the news of a risen Christ appearing to the disciple in his absence could have caused him sorrow and frustration. This emotional turmoil might have closed his mind to the possibility of Jesus' resurrection and leading him to insist on personally experiencing it before he could believe. A week later, what happened? Jesus, the compassionate one, appeared to his disciples once again when they were gathered in the room and offering them his greeting, peace be with you. But this time, Jesus specifically addressed Thomas, acknowledging his previous declaration that he would not believe unless he see the marks, the scars on Jesus' hands and his side. So Jesus offered his wounds, his scar to him. He invited him to touch his scar so that he could believe. And as Thomas encountered the resurrection Jesus and touched his wounds, a, mir a, a, mir uh, I'm sorry, a miraculous transformation occurred within him. His broken heart found healing, and his hardened skepticism gave away to a deep sense of trust and belief. And Jesus recognized this profound shift and spoke the powerful words, Thomas, stop doubting and believe. From that moment onward, Thomas, he was forever changed. His encounter with Jesus in the midst of doubt propelled him to embrace a life of steadfast faith and to fulfill Jesus' mission in India for many years to come. Church, it is important to acknowledge that doubt and fear are natural aspects of our human experience. While we may hear that doubt is wrong and fear is sinful, but the reality is that these emotions accompany us throughout our lives. 
and reflecting on my own journey to ordination, I can attest to the presence of doubt and fear along the way. And the power of doubt and fear was destructive. However, if my story had ended with these negative emotions, I wouldn't be standing here today and sharing this message with you. So church, let us embrace doubt and fears, knowing that God's presence and power are actively and work within us. Jesus, just as Jesus breathed his spirit onto his disciples, let us open our hearts to receive the Holy Spirit and be filled with his divine presence on this Pentecost Sunday. By doing so, we can rise strong, just like Jesus' disciples and Thomas, overcoming our fear and doubt and continue live, living as a faithful disciples of Christ. Amen.